92.9 ESPN. Legacy of Sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest sports columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. No, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble and dust. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, You Everybody, happy Thursday. Today on the radio show, we have Dan Devine's going to join us, talk about the NBA, Memphis Grizzlies. Chris Harrington will join us straight up at 10 o'clock. He has written the definitive piece on Dylan Brooks. We're, we're going to try to be, certainly in the first segment, uh, to be a little light on Dylan Brooks, uh, given how much people have... Isn't it remarkable, Jeffrey? He is a average, if controversial, NBA player. And all of the NBA is talking about him. It's yes. Ridiculous. Uh, we'll, he, is, he has clearly entered the Pat Beverly zone. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we will talk about him with Dan Devine a little bit, talking... Why, where the Grizzlies should go from here, all of that with Dan. Uh, and then Chris Harrington's really written a really thoughtful piece on Dylan Brooks, um, including, and I did not realize this, his first game uh, with the Grizzlies was, I guess, Tony Allen's last game on FedEx Forum floor. He was with the Pelicans. Yep. Making his return with the Pelicans. That was Dylan Brooks's first. Dylan Brooks scored 19 points in that game. Came off the bench, played more minutes than anyone but Mike Conley, and everyone was like, "My God, look what they found in the second round! This is fantastic!" And uh, and away we went. Um, and uh, so we'll talk to Chris about his thoughts on not really just the we we talked to him about the departure, about the arc of Dylan's career, and what he has been as a Grizzly. And uh, and what comes next? We'll talk to him about that. Uh, and then we have writer than right trivia. It's Thursday. I was I was over at Hutchison uh, at their athletic awards ceremony Sunday Sunday night, and a woman uh, said, "Jeff, love the show, and particularly love writer than right trivia. I always make sure that even if I miss it, I go back and listen to it on the podcast." You had a stirring victory last week, as I recall, isn't that right? It was a thrilling game. Remember, it was. It was. It was, a, it was a back and forth. It back and effort, forth, yeah. they went. Yes, exactly right. And uh, and so we'll be doing that in the second hour. What will people be playing for, Jeffrey? Jeff, two tickets to go see Dave Matthews May twenty fourth at Bank Plus Amphitheater. I just want to give a quick shout out to Cindy DeBartolaben, our promotions uh-huh. director. She's just been delivering Killing. with tickets. Thank, thank you so much for all she does for us. Yeah, and she was. Uh, one of the original FM 100. She was she was indeed uh, deeply involved in that and the success of that uh, place over the years. Cindy does a terrific job. Um, all right, so that's what folks will be playing for, and that is the lineup: Dan Devine, then Chris Harrington, then writer, then write trivia. It is, of course, May the fourth, and that's Star Wars Day, right? May the fourth be with you. All of that stuff, and you are a Star Wars guy, correct? I am a Star Wars guy, but I am not the Star Wars guy that insists that everybody else be a Star Wars guy. Okay. I just enjoy it so, for me. Are they, are they good movies? Mm, are they good f- uh, films? Are they, the critics not, like them? 
the, the critics had to do the thing where they started to like them. Like, are they good pieces of film? No. Are they good movies? Yes. <laughs> and are some of them the, uh, better? Some are clearly better than oh, others. Oh, for sure. Yes. How many are there now? There are now. Uh, let's see. You got the nine franchise films. Then you have I don't know what that means. You had the so three original films. What is called the Skywalker Saga, which is what you're thinking of. The yeah. three original films. Three original films. You have nine that are. So what came next after those three original? Did they then do keep going, or did they then do the prequel? So after those three films uh -huh. in the '90s, they did the prequel films. Okay, there's How many three of those? of those. Three of those. Correct, and those ended, I think, in '05. Okay. Then George Lucas decides he's selling Lucasfilm yeah. and sells to Disney. Okay. Because Disney said, like, we're getting killed by we're getting killed by Universal Studios. We don't have the rights, even though we have the Marvel movies. We don't have the rights to the characters, and Harry Potter world is killing us. We need the main attraction. Okay. So they spent billions okay. to get Lucasfilm to have the rights to all the characters. How were, by the way, the three prequels considered? Uh, they were panned at the time. But people like them now? Um, I think people have like a growing, like, okay. they understand. Where would you put them in the Pantheon? Where do you put them? Like, do you like them? Uh, the, the third prequel is a oh. good movie. Okay. The other two we yeah. don't talk about. All right. Um, then you have, so when the Disney so they, takes they buy, over. Uh -huh. Disney takes over, and they do their own trilogy. And that trilogy is, at best, uneven. And what placed in time, when is that? After, after, after. the three that you've seen. Uh -huh. After the original three. <laughs> that I've seen. So I've it goes, seen some of these other ones so, that I don't recall. Jeff, because George Lucas is such a brilliant uh -huh. narrative writer, the story begins in Medias Race. Right. In the middle of things. Right, exactly. So four, five, and six... So if you're putting the movies right, in... Four, five, and six are the one, two, and three. The first three are four, five, and six. Correct. Right. And, okay, then, and then, then there's been how many since then? Then four, five, and six are one, two, and three. But they kept it simple. So seven, eight, and nine are seven, eight, and nine. Okay. Okay. Uh, so there's just been three more. So, so they and made, then they since have, Disney got it, they did three more. And then they did a, a one-off movie about how the Rebels stole the plans for the Death Star called mm -hmm. Rogue One. Which I is actually I saw a, that. Very good movie. Saw that. That's a good movie. And then they have a Han Solo movie, and everybody was so pissed off at Disney at that point, nobody went to see it. So it's not good, but it's not that bad. Do this for me. I have a, uh, a a topic I need to get to, a sports topic I need to get to. But so very quickly, rank from 10 to 1. The From 10 to 1, you want to do 5 to 1. I got 10 to 1. 10 to 1, the best Star Wars characters. Number 10. Yeah. A character that's in all of the films, Chewbacca. I'm surprised he's that low. Chewie. Chewie. Chewbacca's in all the films. He is in all the films. Okay. Well, except for like the, the Rogue That's One. Right. Uh, Chewbacca is 10. All right. Number nine, the coolest person in the Star Wars universe, Lando Calrissian. Who's that? Lando's Lando? Billy D. Williams. Lando? Lando oh, Calrissian. Oh, right. Billy D. Yeah. Williams. I see. How many was he in? He is in, let's see, two, three. He's in three of the films. Which ones is he in? And then if you count the Han Solo film, he's in that. So Which is he in? So he's in uh, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and then he's in Rise of Skywalker. So he's in two of the original three? Correct. And okay. he's literally like the coolest guy. Okay. He's got a cape. That's all you need to know. Okay. Uh, number eight, yeah. he's only in one of the prequels, but in the animated series and supposedly in some of these new series that are going to be released, he's going to have a bigger role and a much cooler role. Uh, we're going with Darth Maul. Number eight, the horns guys with the double lightsaber from the from when they the first prequel. Like he was the I big know what marketing he looks like, guy, but I'm not aware Correct. of. What well, it's because he doesn't talk really. Darth Maul. Correct. Uh, what is he? What, what 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 is he? What's his? What is he? What's his? What's he do? So he is, is he related to Vader. No, he is. Uh, is he on the same team as Vader? He they is have he the a bad same. Guy? They have the same uh, head coach, but they play at different times. <laughs> okay. More on him in a minute. Darth Maul, okay, number seven. Number seven, Han Solo. Um, I mean, it's Harrison Ford. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. He's cool. Like It is somehow like amazing that we turned a smuggler into a general. But again, I just call that an opportunist. Han Solo's cool. Mm -hmm. You think definitely ranks above Chewbacca, though? Yes. Harrison Ford. Yeah, Harrison Ford. And Chewie's, Chewie's Han Solo's sidekick. And you have to give credit sidekick to Harrison Ford. 
he had to carry all the Mark Hamill scenes okay. in the first one. Like they, if you notice, gonna, they never leave guess, him alone. I'm going to guess that Luke and Leia aren't in this group, but keep going. Oh, six. keep going. Number okay. six. Uh-huh. The son that Anakin never had. Leia. <laughs> Leia. Leia. So you much like better Leia. than Luke. A thousand times better than Luke. Luke sucks. <laughs> Luke's the worst. Luke you is- know why? You know why the Jedi Order fell? Because he's a crappy teacher. He sucks. He's the worst. But you like Leia. Love Leia. What's good about Leia? She's got balls. Okay. Leia's the best. Um, Leia's got a little thing called know-how. And the buns. And she's gritty. Super gritty. How many is she in? Uh, let's see. Uh, do you count their birthing scene? I don't know. Well, then she, Carrie Fisher died, and they had to use uh, stock footage. She's technically well, Carrie in. Carrie Fisher's dead. I know. But they, she, used her in the, they used her in the sequels. Yeah, she is. She's. She she died, uh, I don't know. All right, so moving on. Leia's six. Now we get to the top five. Correct. I did the top three just in my own, it, it, either predicting or saying what I what I believe, not being as familiar with the whole mm-hmm. universe as you. Yes. But uh, my three are still alive for my top three. Mm-hmm. So, okay, who's five? Number five. R2-D2. He's the he is the storyteller. He's the hero of all the all the films. Without R two D two, he's the glue guy. You need him in your locker room. I had him he's the at, best. I had him at three, but maybe because I don't know some of these other people who you're gonna have. Yeah, I, you gotta love R two D two. Yeah. Again, this is not who's the ri- tall dude. The tall his R two D two. Oh, C three PO. He's not gonna be in here. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, he he is so annoying. Uh, number four, Ahsoka Tano. Um, Who's that? She's going to be getting her own series, but she is Anakin Skywalker's Padawan that was introduced in the cartoon What's series Ahsoka Tano. She's awesome. She's like. Is it, that controversial? Would most people have her in the top five? If you've, watched, if, you've, if you've seen the content within her, everyone loves her. She's awesome. It's. Like it's a, it's the reminder. Of, you sure it's not recency bias? No, I'm telling you, uh, it's not people like saying Steph's the best point guard ever. Jeff, do you really think I haven't forgetting about this? Magic Johnson? Do you think I take this lightly? Okay, go ahead. This has been. Do you realize how many hours I've wrestled with this? All right, go ahead. Uh, number, number three, three. Yeah, Anakin Skywalker, Vader, however you want to do it. Um, he's LeBron James. He is. How is he's he in, not one? We're getting to one. We're getting like, to one. Isn't Vader the defining force? The like Vader is it? No. Okay. No. I had Vader at one. No. But uh, I'm, this isn't my area of expertise. No. An- Anakin is LeBron James. He's insufferable. He is nowhere near as smart as he thinks he is. But oh. God, he's awesome. Okay. He's just just amazing to watch. Like you can't take your eyes off of him. He's the best. Uh, number two. Number uh-huh. two. Obi Wan Kenobi. And the reason why I put him at number two. He's the old dude? He's the old dude. He's Alec Guinness in the original ones, but he's. Is he really that good? Oh, yeah. Why is is he? he, Here's the biggest reason I love Obi-Wan Kenobi. He is. He shouldn't rank above Vader. Yes, he should. By the way, how many of these have you seen? I'm just like, I, I, as a as a casual outsider, I'm like, Vader is it, man. Like, Vader is it. There's two. And then I think we're going to agree on uh, who's the number one. Number one. The Emperor. Palpatine. Oh. He's absolutely number one. What happened with Yoda? Yoda, oh, you want to talk about overrated. Yoda's number one. I thought you were going to have number one. Who's the Emperor? Palpatine. He's good. Do it. He's the the, the only one that you've seen. He's not that good. But he is. But he's not in the original three. He's Space Hitler. He's he's. Turn the whole world up that on its seems access. To me, I think these are controversial rankings. No, they're there? not. The best thing about Obi Wan T one, and you don't have Yoda in your top ten. No. How do you not have freaking Yoda? Because he in let your the whole world 10. fall because he was an arrogant prick. Oh my god! I well, assumed it would be Darth He's one, cute. Darth one, Yoda two, and R two D two three. No, you are wrong. I mean, I can I can accept that, but it seems crazy to me. All right, enough of that. May uh, all that, the fourth and whatnot. Happy Star Wars Day. Um, so it was a bad day. Well, I guess you could say it was a good day. Memphis got a recruit yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's story. It. That's that's Memphis that's got a, a recruit. Tell me story. Tell some your story. Some of you, some of you, Rule had decided one. to throw dirt number on Penny in this recruiting one. class. 
But no, he keeps delivering. Mm -hmm. Jalen, spelled J-A-Y-H-L-O-N. Yeah. Young, uh, from UCF, uh, is now going to be directing the attack uh, for the Memphis Tigers. But no, it's this is a loss, ladies and gentlemen. It's an L. It's an L because Jaden Bradley goes to Arizona, and very quickly thereafter, uh, they were obviously slow playing Jalen Young to see if they would get Jaden Bradley. Plan B. They did not get Jaden Bradley, and so they get Jalen Young, who in can't 19, get you in a Jalen Bradley. But 19, can I, I interest you in a Jalen Young? Nineteen minutes a game last year, averaged four and a half points, two assists. 2.7 rebounds. Uh, and so, right now, your Memphis Tigers looks like Jalen Young, Nick Jordan, Caleb Mills, uh, Tiafala, is that his name? Yep. Leonard, Jonathan Pierre, Chandler Lawson, Jaden Hardaway, Ashton Hardaway. We don't know about Mikey. Right. JJ, right? We have no idea yep. whether those dudes are coming or not. Um, it is not an inspiring roster, Jeffrey. At this point in time. What's your level of concern? Obviously, Penny has been known to strike late. Now, you got to be in the portal, right? At this point, when's the portal? Yeah, I, th- I think I thought it closed at the first of the month. Right, but if you're in the portal, correct, then you're still. You and can, then there will be some more movement after the draft stuff gets done. There will be people that. <sighs> but this is tough, man. Well, I mean, the, the biggest concern. And, and here's the problem is. The general theory is that it's NIL money. Yeah. I mean, in the end, you got you got Jaden Bradley on campus. And you couldn't deliver him. And it's interesting. When when the NIL stuff happened, there was a some jubilation on the part of Memphis fans. The feeling being, hey, this is a big city. It's got lots of boosters. It's got FedEx. It's got there's going to be lots of opportunities at a place like Memphis. Um, all of that passion for Tiger basketball that we've seen over the years, now there's a totally legal way for it to be directed into the pockets of players. And um, and we did see some early successes, certainly, right? A hundred percent. Some of the biggest names. And now it appears to have dried up. There's no big money guys here on this list. And one of the theories is, is that like there's, there's, there's the truth of the matter is, is there's not that many deep pocket boosters yep. for Memphis. And if you are a, a booster, it's, it's interesting how the NIL stuff has worked. Some schools do. They feel empowered by this. Texas A&M like is like, we can compete here. Everyone, pour your money into this collective. We'll spend it, et cetera. Um, but from a booster's perspective, I'll just, if I was a multi-gazillionaire and I love Tiger basketball and want it, you know, building the Lori Walton Center would be nice. The, the Jeff Calkins Center, there it is. I, I give the money and it's there forever. I got my plaque on the wall. If I'm buying a player... I'm paying 125 grand or whatever it is for a player for one year. Keep going. And then 500 grand for a player for one year. And then I got to play again for the next year. And then I got to pay it again for another year. Like it used to be old school, baby. You get an Albert Means or someone who's a good Albert Means on, you pay the money. They come as a freshman and you got them. Yeah. At least for three years. <laughs> At least for three years. Now you got to pay these players for every single year. We had Steve Macy on from the, you know, he's with the USFL now, but used to be with the University of Memphis. And when I asked him about it, he was able to talk directly, uh, bluntly, because he's not at the university anymore. Uh, Laird Veach wouldn't say it this directly, but he said, it sucks. That's what he said. Not from the player's perspective. We understand intellectually why it matters, why it is right, all of that. But it, from the perspective of the university, certainly, and honestly, from the perspective of the booster, like, really? I'm going to have to pay a half a million dollars a year just to keep up in this new universe? I think I won't do that. I think, you know what I do? I think I'm going to move to 
down to 30A somewhere, wherever. Where would I move to, Jeffrey? Down there. That sounds good. And uh, and I'm just it's gonna, a little cold you know, during the I, winter months, but you know. Maybe I'll watch Tiger basketball. Maybe I won't. I'm, Captiva Island. I'm gonna do something else. I think I'm gonna move to Captiva Island and spend my money uh, on uh, on uh, on on golf. deep sea fishing yeah. and golf. Yeah. Don't you think that's partly what's happening here? Yeah, I also think like when you talk about the original optimism, I think that was envisioning a world in which NIL was going to be what it what it's supposed to be on paper. Like if it's corporate deals and whatnot, this city has right. This city it's it's a unique spot in that it's a city that the college matters and that you could tap into those opportunities. Well all NIL became was the under the table stuff now being right fair game. And so then you just wind up it's the same situation. The teams that are having success are the schools where you have rich individuals, super rich people that are, who are willing to light money on invested fire. In, yeah, right. yeah, they probably are and, rich, and, and but not rich enough to buy a sports th- team. So this is what they do. You can say whatever. Fred Smith does not like setting money on fire. No, I mean, and, and then you, but you get these guys down like Miami, where you know they do want to light money on fire. And his high school best. Well, I friend, gather that even that dude is backing off. Well, backing he's away, also using crypto. <laughs> Oh yeah, hasn't done as well. Yeah. So, um, so I, it strikes me again. We won't give up because it's penny. But it does strike me. This is not a good day for the University of Memphis. Yesterday was not a good day for the University of Memphis. This is not a good trend for the University of Memphis. It then leads me to the question that I asked John yesterday. John evidently got some blowback for saying that I was comparing the Tigers and the Grizzlies because it struck me that they've had very Similar, Similar seasons. Similar seasons. Yes, I in agree. In different ways. So I'm going to ask you a, a series of questions comparing them. All right. Who had the better up until the playoff season? I've, Who had the better regular season, the Tigers so or the Grizzlies? Do we count the turn, the AAC tournament? I think we will count, for this purpose, we will count the, the AAC tournament as part of the regular season for the Tigers. I think the Tigers had the better season. I, I I guess I think it's close. They got hardware. I mean, they did get hardware, but like the Memphis Grizzlies ranked in the top. You know it, what, what? What overall? What were they fifth in the league? Let's see. So they were definitely behind. They were like relative relative to all the other NBA teams versus relative to all the other college teams. You know, Memphis. I guess Memphis. They were tied fifth with Cleveland. So which is better? And then, and then the Tigers were what? I mean, they finished the, the 30th. It's, well, it's very similar. They finished the final poll. They finished 24th or 25th. I mean, I think they both, I guess. I think it's, I think it's close, though. I think they, I think that I, I, because there's hardware, sure. But it is interesting. Like, one had defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. One had two all-stars. Yeah. And then finished second in the West. One had... Two all conference, conference players, players. Uh, not the all conference American. player of the yeah. year, um, and then I think that what tips the balance for me, I, I agree with you, is they had a moment that they could really celebrate. Yeah, they also had an opportunity to do that that the Grizzlies didn't. But okay, I will say marginally regular season had a better had a better regular season. Yeah, who had a better postseason? Oh boy, um, I think they had a better postseason. I think you got to say, yeah, because it wasn't embarrassing. It was. Well, it asked, was. There was the. There was the argument on the court. Yep. And there was the last. The way the last minutes unfolded, Memphis Tiger fans can still blame the refs. Correct. You can still feel chipped. <laughs> right. Yes, hundred percent. Whereas there's no Grizzly fans blaming anyone but Grizzlies. Right. There's yeah. no one. I suppose there's some delusional I mean, the, about how LeBron would order up a foul when he needed it, et cetera. But, the, yeah. To me, though, the other thing is where it's also similar, well, we know what FAU went on to do. I mean, they end up going to the Final Four, and right now— The Lakers are going— Yeah, I mean, the, the Lakers— By the way, I don't think the Lakers are going to win the series. I just don't know. I mean, in the end, they don't have any answer for Anthony Davis. It's the ultimate styles class. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, it's just— but can Anthony Davis do that I don't know. every game? That's, I mean, can he do can that he, for four games? Can he stay healthy? 
Um, but yeah, yes, the team that beat them. I think they. I think you're right. I think the Tigers had the marginally less embarrassing. It all comes back to you can feel screwed. And you can feel what if. I don't feel like with the Grizzlies, the only what if with the Grizzlies is injury. There's no, oh, if we'd gotten by L.A. Right. You know, like, they're, they're, the, the what if. And that's, that's one. Now, that's a defense that they have that the Tigers, and the Tigers have that too because they had Kendrick's injuries and they had Malco's injuries and they had, they can look Keontae a little bit at injuries. Keontae the wall. Or the, Keontae punching yeah. the wall. Who, which program has had a bigger issue with smoke? Mm. I think the Grizzlies ti- recently Tigers more long term yeah, over the years, right? I, I, yes, I think both known as big talking programs. Correct, and they don't have much. But it feels to back like it up. Penny has Penny started to have his Penny is is ahead of is ahead of the Grizzlies, and we're going to be different. Correct. He is he ratcheted it back a year or two ago. Yes, and I you know I mean like we've we've seen like. You know, Penny's now, instead of saying, like, I see national championship with his team, it's like, you know, he's done the thing where you talk up the other programs, whatnot. It's entirely possible that Ja will start doing that, but we haven't seen it yet. All we've seen is just Which less Which team talk. has the better TV situation? Oh, God. Um, right now, with, I, with the Tigers, all right, here would you say it's a bad— what, 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 how, would you just, how would you size up the Tigers' TV situation? The Tigers' TV situation has certainty. The advan- it's on. It's on freaking. As long as you have ESPN Plus, correct. You, but not every game. Most no. Games, every every game's every gonna, game is on. ESPN as long as you Plus. have ESPN Plus, you know where to go. Correct. And you can get every game, and you have a contract. And there's a contract, and it's in. Now it's a crap, right? But you know it's where it's crap. You know where it's going to be. You know where, you know where it is. It's solid. That's there. You got to dig into your pocket and buy ESPN Plus. Correct. I still think in the end, I would make the argument. The Grizzlies are going to have the better situation because Did you see though, like in Arizona, they're like it, it's it's various I mean, places are saying we're going to just stream directly. Fingers crossed that that works. I also think I would bet against it, but I'm hopeful that it works. But you have to have the situation where well, I don't think the Grizzlies want to do it either. Like the Grizzlies, basically, what they're saying is the Suns are saying we're just going to stream free. We're going to stream free, and we're going to make all. We're going to keep all the revenue, and we're going to keep we're all the revenue. Ads, we, whereas I think the Grizzlies want the check from from Correct. a from a. I mean, in fairness, valleys. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that the Grizzlies are wrong. Like, I'm not either. Trying not to launch your own TV. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm yeah. not saying they're wrong at all. But I'm hopeful that. I, listen, I'm rooting like hell. So who is the better TV situation? I still think you have to say the Grizzlies because in the end, the NBA is not going to let one of their 30 teams not have TV. Correct. And it's not always just going to be on ESPN+. Plus. And let's be honest, ESPN+, Plus is minor league. Correct. If you're just on ESPN+, Plus, it's minor league. Yeah, okay. or even on TV. Which, which, which franchise, which team has the larger structural issues to overcome to, to win championships in their league, in, their, in the world in which they operate? In other words, with the, the Tigers, not Power 5, and all the problems that come with that, right? Yep. And the Grizzlies, small market, NBA. Who has the bigger structural challenges to overcome? I still think it's, I still think it's the Tigers. Because while the Grizzlies have clear disadvantages— We've seen Milwaukee and Villanova. Like, we've seen in both, there are teams outside the power structure— who have won titles, who have succeeded. For sure. I still think, though, the problem... Excuse me, I'm... Jumping ice. Yeah. Yes. Well, I was trying to clear my throat. Uh Um, The problem with the Tigers, though, is in this, like, world of professional but not professional, like, what is the clear, like, formula? What is the clear path? Like, we've seen that they can get... Good players, but they haven't been able to get. Well, but is, is that a structural issue? Is that a University of Memphis now issue? Like, I don't like Gonzaga's getting like, well, I mean, great like players. Like, big... I don't. I, I think that's a Memphis problem, not a structural problem. The, uh, getting not the inability to get good players this summer is a Memphis problem. It's not a structural problem. I still think we are. Those are related. We're on a path where I think if you're not in one of these big boy conferences, 
it's just going to be so hard for you because one of the bigger – it's not necessarily that you can't put together a team, but we're going to see with Memphis, they're just going to consistently be like under-seeded they're, because their conference is going right. to get – not going to get the respect. And it's like – it's been – Matt well, here's the, like if you're number one thing. seed, you have a the much NBA easier shot. The NBA still has a draft. Correct. You know, still is a draft. And you got to go where you go. You're John Morant. You go to Memphis, and then you're locked in for yes. X number of years. I think you're right. I think the – all right, so let me ask you this. Which team has a coach who's more likely to be on the hot seat in the next six months? That would be the Grizzlies, unquestionably. I Someone, think that's true. Like, in the end, in the but NBA. what happens if – here's the – I'll say this, though. Grizzlies will be good next year, I think. They're going to come mm. out. They're going to win games. Taylor won't be on the hot seat in the next six months or the eight months, right? I'm not talking about next playoffs. I'm talking about yeah, I know exactly. up through yeah. next February. Yeah. Which Is there going to be more noise on this radio station, unhappiness, between now and next February about Taylor Jenkins or Penny Hardaway? I, still, I can make an argument there's going to be more noise about Penny Hardaway because Taylor Jenkins is going to come in. He's going to have really good players. He's going to win games. Penny could come in, sure. have crap team, and all of a sudden, even though people love Penny Hardaway, we're going to start here. And Right, but to me, the question, though, is the hot seats. Are you, uh, I'll, I, I changed okay, it. I turned so, it to noise so and noise, unhappiness. The noise, yes, I can believe that. because. But in the end, like if it's in terms of hot seats, like people can be upset with Penny, but I mean— There's no hot seat. Yes. So, yes, the more likely to be fired by this time next yes. year, unquestionably, Taylor Jenkins. Just the way of the NBA. The more, and and also just who they are sure. in the, but the more likely to catch heat. Catch heat. Yeah. Between now and next February, leaving out the NBA playoffs, yeah. I think is Penny. Yeah, I think that's fair. We're also more way apt more to dramatic. win a national title. We're also way more dramatic. More apt to uh, win a title in the next five years. Still think it's the Grizzlies. Easy, the Grizzlies, yeah. right? Because we know what they got. Yes, we know the roster. We look at the Tigers' roster. Correct. And like, while it's not the most likely formula in the NBA, the Grizzlies are following a formula that has had success before. You've got three very good players that are roughly the same age. Here's the I am not worried about the Grizzlies. They're going through some rough spots, and I'm worried that they won't be able to find the thing that they need. Sure. The, the idyllic 3 and D player. The, Dil- <laughs> the, the, the better Dylan. Yes. I'm, I'm not convinced. I'm also not convinced it's entirely necessary. Like, it's a, it would be ideal, but... Again, look at the Lakers right now. What do they do? They spackle together a bench with different players doing different parts of the roles that are needed. And castaways. And yeah. And so if you can get if you can't get OG Ananobi, well, there might be a collection of lesser players who you can't. There's always get, a tennis shooter out there. Um who who can do something. And Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard can. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I do not rule out the idea that Luke Kennard is going to be your smarting, smarting small, starting small forward, and you just go lean into shooting. Um, so I'm not. I'm not. I am worried about their ability to capitalize on all of all of this, and their ability to to turn these draft picks and into uh, an impactful player. But I'm not worried they'll be good next year. Yeah, I'm with. I'm you. not worried they're going to make. I'm not worried they're going to make the playoffs next year. They're going to make the playoffs next year. Whereas with the Tigers, I am now absolutely worried that they are not going to make the NCAA tournament next year. I mean, with this roster, you would not predict it, right? Oh, no, not right now. I don't even know if they'd win the league. Well, they wouldn't win the league. (laughs) Yeah, no, if they won the league, then they would be in the NCAA tournament. So, um, but no, I don't, I don't. Well, I mean, I'm not so sure the league's a two bid league. No, but it, if you win the well, win the they, you can. They, they, I think, I think the regular season champion will likely go whether they win the. I think if Memphis is the regular season, season champion, champion they I think they'd likely, likely go. go. And it depends what the regular season looks like. If I say if if if, if Florida Atlantic rolls yep. through the regular season, stacks up wins, everything else, and then gets loses in the championship game in the tournament, then it's a two bid league. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. So what we've determined is who had the better season? The Tigers had the better season marginally, marginally. both regular season and postseason. But if the question is who are you more worried about for the future, the answer there is you're more worried about 
the Tigers for the future. Yep. But the rest, of, we still have off seasons to come for there's both still, of yeah, these teams. Correct. Like we both, we still, we don't know what's going to happen in the off season, and there's plenty of time for them to do more things. All right, uh, you missed, uh, it's Thursday. That means you missed Wind Down Wednesday at Bounty on Broad. Happily, it'll come back next Wednesday, every Wednesday, half-price bottles of wine, half-price glasses of wine at Bounty on Broad. Beautiful restaurant, absolutely uh, fabulous food. Uh, but I will remind you, this would be a, start, a time to start thinking about your Mother's Day brunch. Here's what mothers want to do on Mother's Day. Spend time with you. <laughs> That's what they want to do. Spend time with you. And here's what they don't want to do. Cook. Uh, and so if you take your mother out to a fabulous brunch, the brunches are, and Sunday brunch is incredible at Bounty on Broad. I have been multiple times, absolutely sensational. Uh, take your mom and see for yourself. 2519 Broad Avenue. Phone number is 410 410-8131. When we come back, Dan Devine joins us. We'll talk Dan, then Chris Harrington, then writer of the right trivia. It is Jeff Gawkins, Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tristan Crick with BetQL. The biggest surprise in baseball this year has got to be the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Bucks right now are 10 games over 500 for the first time in eight years coming off of a season last year where they lost 100 games. How can betters cash in on the Pirates? Well, they're 12 and 5 on the run line right now as an away team this season. So when Pittsburgh hits the road, take a good long look at that run line because this Pirates team is good and they're still slept on. I'm Trista Crick helping you beat the books. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, offering professional grade industrial supplies, plus real time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. <clears throat> Mom, Dad, Sis? Here we go again. Why are you in a suit? Picture, if you will, a world with the best network imaginable. I'm talking about the Xfinity 10G network. Go on. Mom, remember how your reality shows wouldn't load with all of us online? Now you can binge. And Susie, we'll have fast internet in the basement. Nice. If you have any questions, here's my card. This is just your name on a gum wrapper. Introducing the 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Now through June 21st, new customers can get 200 megabit internet with up to 10 times faster upload speeds on the next generation Xfinity 10G network for just $35 a month for two years. Plus, there's no annual contract required and you get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply. Actual speeds vary. We're talking with Justin Wynn, the GM of Red River Ford Toyota in Wynn. Good morning, Justin. Hey, Dennis. It's good to be here. I'm glad to be on Memphis Radio. I tell you, we've got a lot of good things going on. For the last couple years, you've seen dealers battle the shortage of new car inventory. You've seen prices on new cars going up. Well, those days are coming in. We've been able to build a supply of new car inventory sitting here on the lot. So you're actually able to come by, look at vehicles, drive vehicles, push the button, smell that new car smell. I've got plenty of new Toyotas sitting here in stock. I've got new Ford sitting here in stock. I have access to over 700 quality pre-owned vehicles. So if you don't see something that's going to fit your needs and wants, please let us know. More than likely, we have that at one of our other locations. I'll deliver it straight to your driveway, just like I will with any vehicle purchase. There's no need to cross the river and come over, but you do need to give us a call. 870-238-7770. And of course, we're always open at RedRiverFordToyota.com. Step up to the plate with BetMGM, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. 
Sign up now and instantly receive $100 in bonus bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any MLB team with bonus code right 100 WRIGHT100. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and parlay selection features at your fingertips all season long. Download the app and sign up with bonus code right 100 WRIGHT100 to instantly get $100 in bonus bets. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. BetMGM.com for T's and C's, 21 plus to wager, Tennessee only. New customer offer, all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-889. Nine seven eight nine. It's game on at Samstown Hotel and Gambling Hall Tunica. Win big in our sports book, where you can join us on Saturday, May sixth, to watch all the action in UFC two eighty eight. Win with your taste buds when you dine in one of our food venues, including our newest venue, Willie and Jose's. You can try traditional Mexican dishes along with making your own burritos, tacos, and bowls. Be a winner any way you play and any time you stay. Only at Samstown Tunica. See Boyd Rewards for full details. Must be twenty one or older. Gambling problem? Call one eight 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 seven seven. Finding great people to hire can be like trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Their powerful matching technology delivers so many qualified candidates, it's like finding a needle in a needle stack. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. For less hay and more needles, head to ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. At ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Hey, Mary, is that a new phone? Yeah, just upgraded at T-Mobile. Their new Go 5G Plus plan gives me the same great phone deals as new customers. I am so jealous. AT&T's got me locked into a three-year device contract, and my phone is locked to their network, too. Ooh, that's a long time. Three years. That's like the length of two and a half relationships. It's time to ditch AT&T. Bring your locked phone, and T-Mobile will pay it off, and they'll give you a new 5G phone for free. Boom! You hear that, AT&T? That won't work. Introducing the Easy Unlock. Bring your AT&T locked phone, trade it in, and T-Mobile will pay it off up to 650 bucks and give you one of the latest 5G smartphones free. Plus, next time, you're ready for an upgrade a whole year earlier. Free your phone now at T-Mobile. Pay off via virtual prepaid MasterCard in 15 days. Free phone via 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified, plus tax and device connection charge. Contact us before canceling to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement is due. See T-Mobile.com. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Right, back on the Jeff Calkins Show, joined now by Dan Devine. He writes for, about the NBA for Yahoo! Senior writer for Yahoo. You can read his stuff over there on Twitter at Your Man Divine and listen to the uh, new podcast, No Caprum, uh, available wherever you get your podcast. Dan Devine joins me now. It's just called my attention, Dan, that the uh, the Big Mac is 55 years old today. Uh, have you eaten a Big Mac in your life? I have. You have? When's the last time? Uh, it's, well, more recently than 55 years. Um, <laughs> probably... Uh, I- Maybe like 10 years. I feel like more, more frequently I would go with either the quarter pounder or one of the uh, chicken sandwiches at, at McDonald's. But, um, you know, uh, uh, congratulations to an American legend. Yeah. Uh, a Memphis legend uh, is Dylan Brooks. And <laughs> there has been a lot. We've, I got through the segment, first segment without talking about it this morning and or him this morning or all of this this morning. But I guess we will revisit it partly because you – Long ago, we're writing about Dylan Brooks as central to Memphis's identity, but also a really, even before all this stuff happened, really interesting figure this, this offseason simply because it seemed like he was going to be available. Now he is highly available. Um, <laughs> what, what were you thinking back then? What was the conceit back when you first were writing about this? 
Well, I will say two separate editors asked me, what are you thinking writing about Dylan Brooks? <laughs> um, uh, this is not something we can you know, necessarily put in the art and have everybody uh, rush to click. Um, Isn't that funny? <laughs> he was once, like people wondered, why are you writing about this guy? He's not, who's interested? And now literally we've got Stefan LeBron and all anyone can talk about is Dylan Brooks. Well, let's see. Uh, there's a, uh, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a, a modern media study yeah. about what, how, how you know, the creation <laughs> of Dylan Brooks that we can look back on in years to come. Um, I mean, so uh, it was one of the last things I wrote at The Ringer over the summer was about, um, you know, sort of under the radar uh, or guys who have sort of a lot on the line this season. And boy, boy, oh boy, has Dylan Brooks had a lot on the line. But the, uh, and then I wrote about him uh, as one of the more interesting players on the Christmas Day slate this year, uh, looking forward to the matchup with Golden State. And part of it was... You look at the free agent class for this this coming summer, and once you get past, you know, Chris Middleton has a player option, you know, uh, and that that'll be a fascinating situation to watch develop in Milwaukee, given how their season ended. Um, you know, and there's a couple of other guys, you know, sort of big free agents uh, who have player options who may or may not extend with their team or come back. And when you looked at uh, the most likely of to really be gettable kind of uh, two way wing players um, that are uh, you know, prime age, not, you know, over the hill. I'm looking at him. I'm like, there's a decent chance Dylan Brooks is the best wing on the market this summer. Uh, as somebody who's st- a legitimate starter for a playoff team has, you know, is only 27 years old, has shown a capacity to be a complimentary offensive player, yada, yada, yada. And like, also just, you don't find elite wing defenders in their prime for, you know, I don't know, 15 or $17 million a year or whatever it would wind up being, uh, growing on trees. So I'm like, that, that's, I'm sure there will be some teams that are interested if Memphis decides to, not, to move on. Or if he plays himself into a higher tax bracket, well, that creates interesting questions for how Memphis fills out their roster moving forward. They're already going to be capped out, and Desmond Bain, and yada, yada. So to me, like from a how an individual team operates, what the league is going to see this summer, and what that might mean for the construction of kind of, you know, a few different playoff caliber rosters. I was like, he's a quietly pretty interesting piece. And that might have been the last time anybody associated the word quietly <laughs> with Dylan Brooks. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, we come to the, the events of the last couple of weeks and we come to so the events of this week in particular. And uh, I think the question of where he goes next and what the price tag is going to be become, you know, all the more uh, curious. What do you... Um... What did you make of the way all this unfolded this week? I think an awful lot depends on what shows up inside quotes and what shows up what what is not right. You know, yeah. like it, the, uh, the 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 tag. I mean, and I know your listenership is well aware of it, but the the text from uh, the, the tweet from Sham Sharania and the text of the story does not include the phrase "under any circumstances" in quotes. It is the the writer's characterization of what the of the information that he is re- uh, relaying and reporting and. Where that information came from, I think the assumption that the Grizzlies were the ones providing that information uh, is was widespread and kind of didn't make a ton of sense on its face. But that, I mean, I think that's the thing too. Maybe people, when they look at those stories and they look at the way things come out, think, well, it's either from the team or from the players' representation. And like, well, why would it serve Dylan Brooks's agent to say this? And then Dylan Brooks's agent comes out and calls out Shams in the street over it. Um, and then, but then the you, you so it's, it's got to be the, the Grizzlies want to make him look bad on the way out. But then again, you sort of take a deep breath and you say, well, how does this serve the Grizzlies? Because if you want to be able to move on from Dylan Brooks, the best way to do the best way to do it, and then get something for him, and be able to, which we know the front the front office has been very sort of studious and smart about trying to maximize whatever assets it's got and spin things forward into more things, would be to sign and trade him. And if you if you then leak out into the the marketplace, we got no interest in this guy. We are not bringing him back. Well, then how the heck do you sell somebody else on a deal to get him? You know, when they just say, yeah, we don't think you're going to sign him, so we'll just wait until you're done and we'll go sign him. Um, so all that to say, the, the way, the, those three words led the dance on this the yep. entire way and where they came, the, the, the consideration of where they came from, why they came out, what part of it makes sense. I think that kind of was the, uh, that led, or sorry, that lagged behind, uh, and maybe we still are, are lagging in terms of understanding of that part. Yeah, it seemed mean if the Grizzlies had said that, but it does yeah. no. There's no. There's no real uh, sense. Uh, the, 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 there's not. There's. 
doesn't make sense that the Grizzlies said that. In fact, the story doesn't say they said that. If they had simply, the story had simply said that the Grizzlies and Dylan Brooks have agreed to, to part ways, this would not have done what it did, and or have decided to the Grizzlies have decided to move on from Dylan Brooks. It would not have done this. It was the uh, that those three words make all the difference because it seemed mean. But it was not. They didn't say it, so it's right. preposterous. So um, I will also anyway, say uh, the, the 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 joking, the jokes that came out, and I, I certainly understood them, and I, I thought they were pretty great. A lot of the uh, you know, like it's time for for Dylan to start brushing up on his Mandarin and stuff like that. I understood right. where they were coming from, and then the you know m- minutes after I tweeted something about it, just going like, I think I I kind of get I get why people are clowning on this. He kind of set himself up for it. But I would be I would not be surprised at all if we see Dylan Brooks on a playoff team next year. Uh, was quickly responded to by I believe there was a Kings fan, a Cavaliers fan, and a Jazz fan, a Mavericks fan, and a Rockets fan, all of whom were like, "I would take him on the team right now." <laughs> and because if you if you are like as again as we're talking about, right. you have a multi-positional six foot seven elite perimeter defender who's not maybe especially now not going to cost you an arm and a leg. Um, this is a guy you buy low on, and uh, and and for all the the sort of understandable pillorying of uh, where the Grizzlies quote unquote culture is right now, and what, what you know where things have gone to, the elevation of a defense first culture for a young team with this franchise to a lot of to a large extent came out of Brooks bridging that gap, right? Like the the, the uh, one of the things that that made me want to write about him and talk about him was. Uh, that you know, he, he was not going to be the highlight player. He was not the one that everyone looked at as a unicorn. He was not the one that people were like, oh, well, now there's the number two offensive guy next, you know, all that kind of stuff. But he, as much as anybody else, was the heartbeat of what made the Grizzlies run. And obviously that we reached a point of no return with that where maybe, you know, uh, there's a, I don't know the right term for it, but like, when a rocket is launching up into space, and then there's like the the boosters, right? Or the, right, like, right. Like, you, they, they get they you off, off the ground. <laughs> yeah, they get you off the ground and into space. But then to get out uh, all the way where you need to go, you need to shed those and let them, you know, crumble down to earth. Dylan Brooks might be that uh, for for this iteration of. I mean, I think that's maybe the glass half full view of the situation in Memphis is it got us to where we need to go, but or to where we are, but where we need to get to, we're going to need uh, a different piece on the wing there. Uh, okay, having. Shed Dylan Brooks. The Grizzlies now need Dylan Brooks or, right, or, or something like him, a better, a, a better version. And you said there wasn't a better version gettable, even when he when Gil, Dylan Brooks was contemplated. What when you look around? Where do you think the Grizzlies are covetously casting their eyes towards Brooklyn, towards Toronto? Where are they? Whether it's free agency or trade. Yeah, I mean, my colleague Jake Fisher uh, was, you know, doing a lot of reporting around the markets for guys like uh, Ogianna Nobi and Mikhail Bridges and the other, uh, all of the other wings that wound up in Brooklyn, all that kind of stuff. And one of his points right after the trade deadline was these conversations don't die. Uh, well, you know, once pencils go down on February 9th, they just kind of go to sleep until you know May, June, July, and then a lot of those conversations get revisited. Now. The widely reported conversation about you know uh, Memphis putting four first rounders on the table for Mikhail, Mikhail Bridges. I don't think that conversation is getting restarted because I think Brooklyn is right. completely pleased with what they got in that deal, and then they view him as a, a, a you know fundamental building block moving forward. I would be and I would imagine also Cam Johnson. He's going to be in restricted free agency. I think that the the Nets probably want to. I would imagine the Nets at least are, are going to kick the tires on keeping him around, and other teams that have our, our salary cap space teams, younger teams might. You know, throw an offer sheet in there. So I don't know that he's a, a uh, an immediate gettable piece. But you know, if you're talking about your Dorian Finney-Smiths or your Royce O'Neals or some of the other pieces there um, that are a tier down, um, and, and you know, there's there are there's an argument to be made about whether I guess Dorian Finney-Smith is he was the starting small forward doing the, the same exact kind of role on a conference finalist a year ago, right? So there's an art and and who the volume knob, I don't even know if it goes above one for him as opposed right. to that being all the way cranked up to 11 and ripped off for Dylan. So there's a, you know, there, there might be some opportunities there. I think OG Ananobi is again going to be sort of the bell of the ball for that. And especially with the, the Raptors now having transitioned, you know, a new, a new head coach is going to come in and there's going to be like a lot of questions about what their roster construction looks like moving forward uh, as they try to figure out how to rebuild and revamp around Scotty Barnes and whatever comes next there. So the Ananobi conversation I would expect to, to crop up again. Because, and, I mean, you might wind up in a similar 
a similar sort of strategic place. I know we've talked about this before. If you're a guy, the three and D guy who was going someplace else might not want to be the three and D guy anymore. Um, and you might right. want to be more you know, higher up the pecking order than that. And if that wasn't an option in Toronto, how is it going to be an option in Memphis? But I think that's maybe a question where you say, like, we'll solve that problem once we've got him here, as opposed to where that's going to, you know, wall off conversations. I think it's going to be the, the same sort of shopping list, and it's going to be a question of if four first-rounders or whatever you were shopping wasn't enough to get it done uh, five months ago is, you know, what's it going to take now, especially when suitors and our teams know you're maybe a little bit more over a barrel now after the way things unfolded with Dylan. And really, low first-round draft picks and whatever, Tyus Jones's contract is not that appealing. Uh, like it, it's fine, but it's not necessarily all that appealing. Uh, I, wanted, I did want to ask you before I let you go, uh, Warriors, Lakers, very quickly, your thoughts. Anthony Davis is the most important player in the series, which you don't. And I mean, I know the Grizzlies fans are, are <laughs> keenly aware, keenly aware of this, keenly yeah, aware pretty, of this. Pretty sick of that, but I mean, this was this was the blueprint, right? And it's it's kind of it's almost hilarious in retrospect that there was like a year and a half uh, squandered on the Russ experiment, but this was the thing. Anthony Davis goes and be and is the the best player on the team. LeBron doesn't have to be all the time. The defense is elite. You get enough shooting and playmaking around to have like the the spurts of D'Angelo Russell offense or Austin Reeves in the pick and roll or whatever and you score just enough points to, and you choke out the other guys and you win a championship. They did it once, then they were like, nah, let's stop doing that. And then they, the, that didn't work out and they were like, well, let's go back to that first thing. And, <laughs> uh, and you know, so far, so good. Um, I think the, the biggest thing is if he's able to kind of control both ends of the floor. If he's able to control, to, to keep the the the, the Warriors uh, not only just away from the rim, but also like taking bad threes, um, that that math is going to work out really well for LA. And then if you don't, I mean, that's the thing that's is sort of like a creeping thing. I mean, we talked about how much gas does LeBron have left in the tank. If LeBron hasn't isn't really having to have quote unquote LeBron games through the first like two rounds of the playoffs and gets to just sort of be the more defensive-minded power forward who uh, occasionally gets out in transition or if, if they go small, goes to mash a, mash a mismatch, uh, you're saving a little bit more in the tank for what comes later. So I think that's a kind of fascinating thing to develop. The more Anthony Davis carries you early and the more those, those depth pieces are able to, to sprinkle in along the way, the less you need from LeBron now, and is that going to pay dividends later? That said, You've got, I think, both those guys well into the 40s and minutes in Game One. They viewed it as a must-win because they know they don't want to go into a have, go through a long series uh, with Golden State. They want to try to get you know get this over with as quickly as they can. Um, is that going to wind up uh, accruing over the course of the series, guarding uh, the, the you know Curry and those Warriors for 48 minutes over a full series? Just, it's broken down so many teams before. Uh, can the, the the Lakers avoid that and try to sort of take care of their business early? I think it's going to be pretty fascinating to watch. If you enjoy hearing Dan on this show, you can listen to his podcast, No Caprum. He writes about things six months before the rest of the world. Uh, <laughs> Yahoo, <laughs> Yahoo.com and on Twitter at Your Man Divine. Thanks, Dan. Thanks so much, Jeff. Yep. Take care. So there you go. John Hollinger, by the way, who drafted uh, Dylan Brooks. He has a piece up on Dylan at The Athletic. Uh, headline, Dylan Brooks can still help almost anyone if he can manage the line. The line being the line that you can't cross. Like, you, you have to straddle the line. You've got to go right up to the line. Like, that, it's that line that he's talking about. Um, and uh, I will, uh, listen, I will, I'll, I'll read it during the break, and we'll talk to Chris Harrington about that and about Chris's piece uh, about Dylan Brooks and more. Honestly, we have other things we need to get to. And then we'll play Writer Than Right Trivia, where we are giving away tickets to... Dave Matthews Band, May 24th at Bank Plus Amphitheater. All right. Back in a moment, Jeff Gawkins, show 92.9 FM ESPN. 92.9 FM ESPN is Memphis's sports station on the free Odyssey app. Download it now on your phone. Smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. How do you know I have three sons? You know where my three sons and I all go for our dentist needs? Of course we go see Dr. Medi Sadegi. Of course we do. We have been for years. Visiting the Smile Center makes going to the dentist actually a pleasure. Teeth well taken care of for, and it is a delight to go see him. He and his clinical staff have all been vaccinated. You can go see him for yourself. Just call 309-1333, 309-133, located 1941 South Germantown Road in Germantown near Saddle Creek. Visit SmileCenterMemphis.com. Step up to the plate with BetMGM. 
official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Sign up now and instantly receive $100 in bonus bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any MLB team with bonus code right 100 WRIGHT100. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and parlay selection features at your fingertips all season long. Download the app and sign up with bonus code right 100 WRIGHT100 to instantly get $100 in bonus bets. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. BetMGM.com for T's and C's, 21 plus to wager, Tennessee only. New customer offer, all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-889. 9789. Regions Bank presents Live at the Garden at Radiance Amphitheater. June 3rd, it's Lady A. June 24th, Matchbox 20 plays the Garden. July 14th, Brothers Osborne. August 25th, the Doobie Brothers with Michael McDonald. And September 8th, Train. 2023 season lawn and individual show tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. More info at RadianceAmp.com. Also presented by South State Duncan Williams, AutoZone, True Green, Gossip Motors, The Lily Company.